0: What do books about noble trees, trees as good citizens, mental and moral control, control of body and mind. labor issues, the big strike. creation myths, the didn't bring you. and mobile homes have in common? Trailer ahoy. We want you to tell us, and this year's Third Coast Festival Audio Challenge, Radio Ephemera, invites you to do just that. It's a collaboration with the Pralinger Library in San Francisco, arguably the most dedicated purveyor of ephemera on the planet. More on the library and audio challenge soon. But first, what exactly is ephemera? I have no idea. Ephemeral?
1: <laughs> ephemeral? Oh, when I think of ephemeral, eph- uh, well, ephemeral?
0: Ephemeral? Ephemeral, uh, OK. It's, it's- I usually think of something like... i uh, never heard the word before in my
1: life. Perfume. It sounds familiar, but I, don't, I could not tell you what the definition is. I
0: asked a couple experts, the co-founders of the Pralinger Library, the same question.
1: I'm Rick Pralinger, a recovered moving image archivist and co-founder of the Pralinger Library.
0: Hi, this is Megan Pralinger in San
2: Francisco.
1: Classically, ephemera is used. Uh, it came out of the antique market to describe pieces of paper that were produced for specific purposes at specific moments, and then lost their usefulness over time.
2: Usually materials that were published without the intent that they would last
1: for a long, long time. Um, Things such as, I don't know, bus transfers, theater programs, menus, timetables. They
2: were meant to give a certain set of people a certain set of information that would be usable for a discrete period of time and then would sort of expire.
1: And one of the interesting things about ephemera, maybe the most interesting thing, is that uh, it's tremendously more revealing about a time and place and a state of mind than the works that were made for posterity.
0: Among other things, Rick and Megan are cultural historians, fervent archivists, and most of all, lovers of the printed word. They started up the Pralinger Library in 2004 as a sort of temple of ephemera, but that's not the only thing that makes it a pretty special place.
1: Who comes to the library? I guess our youngest user was six years old and our oldest was a 101-year-old man who came to drop by his self-published texts on legal history and then flagged a cab and all, all by himself and was gone. So
2: we offer you know, a scanning center and a Xerox center and a kind of encouragement for people to meet one another, work together. Um, people do meet in the library and end up collaborating.
1: When we say appropriation-friendly, we don't mean steal these books. We mean to encourage the kind of uh, artwork and and writing and performance that's based on pre-existing materials.
2: Well, the collection is arranged as a sort of a walk through the landscape of ideas from where our feet meet the ground in San Francisco to space.
1: You know, someone once said about us, it's a place where you go to find what you're not looking for, and we're really, really surprised when sort of people find unpredictable things, and their work moves in directions that they could not have anticipated.
0: Which is exactly what sparked the idea that this library would be a perfect partner for the Third Coast Festival's 2008 Audio Challenge. So we cooked up Radio Ephemera with the Prelingers and asked them to curate materials that would inspire audio stories that might send people in directions they couldn't have anticipated. They chose 19 books. We whittled that list down to just five. And in the spirit of the Prelinger Library's trust in serendipity and chance, we invite you to produce short audio stories just two and a half to three minutes long, inspired by not one, but two of these five books. Control of Body and Mind. Well,
1: um, Control of Body and Mind is an old textbook originally written in the late 19th century and revised in, I think, 1908. And and one of the things that's really cool about that book is that it's an early example of, of talking about humans and Biological terms. And I have a a great quote here. One of the most important questions about every school child is how much is he willing to do for the sake of connecting his neurons? Trees as good citizens.
2: Trees as good citizens. You know, this is like uh, ideological history and even propaganda and natural history all in one about trees. And it's, um, you know, it starts out kind of quiet with planting advice, but. um, It moves into the uh, speculative and the philosophical and the poetical. The tree
1: book is just astonishing, you know, because the book is about trees as people. Trailer Ahoy! Well, there was Trailer Ahoy, which is a book from the 30s published by, gosh, a small publisher in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. But this book is really trying to make trailers respectable. It says, no insatiable restlessness is behind the movement. It is no gypsy inclination simply The big strike.
2: With the Mike Quinn's The Big Strike, you know, it's a story of labor dissent and unrest, and along with that history, just the vividness of the language. State of alarm prevailed.
1: Doorbells and telephones rang. The people upstairs came down. People downstairs came up. Men had been shot down in cold blood. The stork didn't bring you. So, the stork is a is you know a fairly progressive book about sex ed written in the late 40s, and, you know, this was a period of of tremendous worry and anxiety. This book has some bad ideas in it, but it also has a lot of good ideas. It's not a terrible book. It's a little bit dated. Here comes the birds, the bees, and the flowers, that reliable old cliché that many a parent falls back upon to get across the facts of life.
0: So, those are the books. Besides referencing two of them, your radio ephemera story must also include the voice of a stranger. Ephemeral, Efer- ephemeral, ephemeral. Okay. Radio ephemera is about making unexpected connections and finding something you may not even know you were looking for. I think a
2: lot of the language in these books that it lends itself to um, to satire, to mashup, to you know narrative poetry, uh, sarcasm, commentary. Gosh, I, I mean, I think we're hoping for
1: surprise. You know, it's. it's Like, uh, I'd like to see how people link trees as good citizens and the birds and the bees. I'd like to hear how people link uh, trailers and strikes, or sex and trailers. The possibilities are practically infinite.
0: As Rick said, the possibilities are infinite. But why else should you produce a story for Radio Ephemera? Well, besides the sheer pleasure of spending hours in headphones... Maybe you'll win a trip to Chicago for the Third Coast Festival Conference. Or maybe we'll play your work on our weekly show, listening ReSound. To Resound. At the very least, your story will live permanently online at thirdcoastfestival.org. Yes, we're building a permanent audio archive based on printed ephemera. Paradoxical? Maybe. But all the same, we can't wait to hear your stories.
1: But I'm that sentence that goes, and I'm not going to say this right, but liquid amber, styrocythalua, hamamelida, see, something like that, would leave the average person unmoved and unimpressed, but sweet gum is a name known to all of us, well calculated to cause a feeling as of a handshake with an old friend.